ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm George Drake Jr. And I'm Craig Shank. This is Everything Sounds. George, do you remember what happened in October of 2010? Um, isn't that when you moved to Oregon? Or No, that was in September, wasn't it? No, 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 no. You're right. It was at the end of October. Oh, okay. Anyway, I had just accepted a job in Oregon and was driving out there from Indiana. It was my first job outside of my home state, and I decided to take a detour to the Grand Canyon along the way. I stopped at Flagstaff overnight and got there in the morning. And after driving for a while and taking in the sights, about as well as you can at 35 miles per hour, I parked the car. I stepped out and I walked away from the pavement, and I stood near some of the families that were taking photos and sharing their moment at the Grand Canyon. And I was just struck by this urge to leave and get away from them, and I made my way down this rocky path that was nearby. As I kept walking, their voices faded away, and soon all that I could hear was the wind and the sound of the landscape. It was only then that the beauty of the place struck me. Then I had this thought that I was really and truly on my own for the first time. I wouldn't turn around and go home at the end of this trip, and I didn't know a single soul in the city where I would end up. It was just me. Sorry if that's a little bit of a downer to start <laughs> off, George. No, I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, I kind of have a similar story that ends uh, pretty somberly as well, unfortunately. Great, so we're off to another cheerful start. Yeah, well, we're not done yet. So, well, here's mine. Uh, it was back when I was still in the Boy Scouts, so I must have been eight or nine or so. And we are on this camp out in the woods, and although it was nearing dinner time, the kids that I was with, they wanted to go play in the woods. And so with our dad's permission, we ran out and straight into the woods. And I remember they had these winding paths that just kind of went in and out of the trees. And we weren't really doing anything. We were just running on them and having a good time. And so really not paying attention, I just kept running. And I didn't even notice that somehow I had broken away from the rest of them. And all of a sudden, I was all alone. Now, at nine years old, being alone in the woods as it's getting dark is absolutely terrifying. So I just started to run, hoping that I'd find my way back. And I ran for what felt like 20 minutes, half an hour, but I'm sure it was only about five minutes or so. But anyway, so I got back to camp and I saw from the hill that the only person that was looking for me was my dad. And so I just ran up to him and collapsed and just bawled in his arms. Those are the kinds of things that we want to get into today. The power of places, landscapes, and why getting lost isn't always such a bad thing. And sometimes, it can even change us. There's a collective of self-proclaimed sonic nomads that wants to take you away from the signs that tell you what to do and where to go and all of those everyday routines that you have. Their goal is to take you to new places and sometimes they intentionally get you lost along the way. To find out more about how and why they want you to get lost with sound, we spoke with the collective's founder via Skype in one of those rare periods where he's actually staying in one place for an extended amount of time. Yeah, my first name is Stefan, last name Krasniansky. 
I'm the founder of Soundwalk Collective. I think we can say that create sound narrative, sound pieces, soundscape, anything that has to do with sound, I think, um, in terms of installation, recording it, working on it, creating, you know, sound bite out of it, any, anything that has to do with sound, I think. Stefan started Soundwalk Collective in the early 2000s. He was living in New York City getting his PhD, and as part of his studies, he had to work with museum guides. After a while, he started to realize that there was no conviction to that work. It was very dry and had very little sensibility or feeling. And that's when he decided he wanted to try something different. I came with this idea of creating a guide that actually will take you out of the museum and will take you in the street. And the mission of the guide, in a sense, would be to allow you to get lost. To spare any potential confusion, they're not leading you on a wild goose chase around New York City. It's a calculated and pretty well-timed route from point A to point B. And just to ease any other preconceptions, each sound walk comes with a map. But even though they provide you with those tools to find your way back, they won't lie. They still want you to get lost. You know, it was this idea of getting lost, to surrender to the voice and the sound, and creating a new soundtrack for you in the streets. So this is how Soundwalk really started, as a type of situationist guide where basically you get hijacked by a voice and the voice is taking you for a journey somewhere in a neighborhood in New York City. Stefan said that as humans, we are just designed to go where we're supposed to go and that's it. But he wants to know what happens if you take a left instead of a right, go up a flight of stairs instead of down, or go through a door that you're not supposed to. They want to put feeling and a sense of surprise back into taking a tour. Maybe it's not necessarily about knowing and learning more, but about feeling more. And maybe it's just about actually wasting time. It's just about getting you know, lost and, and just suddenly feeling emotion of actually feeling lost. What does it feel to be lost, you know? And suddenly maybe this is what came out of it. Maybe this ability to actually be someone else for an hour, just actually stepping out of your body. And, and the beauty of sound, you know, it's really, is that, you know, with the right music, the right voice, the right sound effect, um, you walk in the street and you're really in a movie, you know, and you are becoming the main actor of it. So after his experience with the museum guides, Stefan gave his own tours of his neighborhood in New York City's northwest side. He later added a Chinatown tour as well. Now, after doing this for a little while, he was approached to do some other tours elsewhere. And that's where everything he does now kind of got started. Um, is where I met Jazzy J and Africa Mambata. Africa Mambata has been called the godfather of hip-hop. You may know his song Planet Rock from 1982. And they proposed me to do a walk with them in the South Bronx, in Bronx River, on the birth of hip-hop and how hip-hop all came to life. Yo, it's Jazzy J, the original DJ Jazzy J from the Mighty Mighty Zulu Nation. You should be sitting on the 6th train on the way to Soundview, Bronx River, the home of God. This is the Morrison Avenue Strip. We walk down today, we're gonna walk in the footsteps of a lot of people who came before you. You know, they just walk down the strip on their way to the jam. Essentially, 
The walk took you around the Bronx into areas that are less traveled by the general public, just to show you the origins of hip-hop's first beats, scratches, and dance moves. But for Stefan, that tour was actually the origin of an entirely different endeavor, one which led him to countries all across the world. Then I started to travel all over India and China and in Europe, and, and I started to do walks with very different type of characters, writers, filmmakers, actresses. And the journey was always the same. The idea was to be in the skin of someone for an hour. That's what they're trying to do, put you in someone else's skin for an hour. It's a tour with a story instead of a collection of facts just presented one at a time. At Soundwalk Collective, they try to find parts of cities and landscapes that normal tour guides wouldn't point out. I'm very curious about what is in between the line. I think I, I, all those walks are all about what has not been said, what is sleeping, what is behind the words, you know? So usually I don't really ask them to, to really pitch themselves or tell a story about themselves. I'm trying more to find some kind of little place of intimacy and, and share time with them in a more of a, yeah, in a more intimate way. Stefan's not the only one trying to harness that intimacy anymore. Soundwalk Collective is now operated by himself and three others, who each play a crucial role in every step of the tour process. He's usually the one that comes up with the original idea, and then the four of them, they all forge it out from there. And then how are we going to make this happen? Uh, how this idea can be translated? What kind of equipment, what kind of approach, what kind of musicality we want out of it, or what kind of sound narrative we want out of it? It might seem like these walks could be a part of tourism, but Stefan doesn't see it that way at all. As far as he's concerned, tourism is one of the worst poisons that has happened to the world in the last 50 years. Tourism as a, as a, as a business, it's a, had literally killed every single you know, narrative, single originality. It's just a poison. So with that in mind, like Craig said a minute ago, he wanted to do a series of walks that were in a sense, off the beaten path. He wanted to present places that maybe looked like somewhere no one really wanted to go. Uh, but then what happened there is that you have beautiful story. You, you still have story, you still have narrative. It's not like a prepackaged touristic journey. It's people with real life, real problem, uh, and, and real story. And, and I think for me, uh, that look for stories, I mean, I, I feel really reward um, to spend time there and to be part of this journey. Soundwalk Collective has over 30 walks in five different countries and four museums that you can download for a fair price and take out on your own. So if you find yourself in Paris, you can dig through old photographs. Serge Bontureau specializes in old photographic prints. Here you can find daguerreotypes from the 19th century, as well as original works from Renray or Brassailles. I just love randomly opening these big boxes. And even better is the big wooden box there. Do you see it on your right? With a brass viewfinder? Go ahead, look inside. Or if you travel to Beijing, you can spend some time with someone who Stefan calls the Meryl Streep of China. Do you hear the birds singing in the courtyard? They keep a birdcage in the back of the cafe. Beijingers once had the habit of carrying their bird cages out every morning to the local park to see whose birds sang more sweetly. The winner would bring great glory to its owner. These surroundings belong to the old Beijing. In today's Beijing, 
we are surrounded by a concrete metropolis, overflowing with people's ever-hastening lives. While all you see here seems to lie still. You can even take a boat ride down India's Ganges River. Now that we're comfortably seated in the boat, and the boatman has pushed away from the riverbank, you will find yourself surrendering to the flow of the current. While you were on the banks of the river, you were caught up in the current of humanity. While on the river itself, you will be caught up in the current of the river. And the intricacies of Benares arise from the interplay of these two streams, of the life of nature and the life of humanity. And because Soundwalk Collective's roots are deep in the soils of New York City, they have over a dozen tours ranging from, of course, Times Square. Depending on when you're walking this walk, you may be walking through crowds of people, would-be audiences getting ready to pile in for the Broadway shows. You may be walking amongst the intermission crowd as they have a cigarette and a drink between Act 1 and Act 2. You may be walking around with audiences that are dazed and confused right after they've experienced a full-throttled Broadway play presentation. Whatever time of night you walk this walk, remember... You are part of the play, and the biggest play is the one happening around you in all directions. Through the open markets of Chinatown. My name is Jamie Gong. I was born and raised in Chinatown. These are my blocks. These are my streets. These are my people. So listen to me carefully, and I will take care of you. Let me take control of your body and mind. I will allow you to observe without being observed. During our time together, I will bring you into places where you are not supposed to go. So please behave and be very discreet. So get ready to see, to smell, to touch, and to be Chinese and even travel across the East River to see Brooklyn from an artist's point of view. Ah, now here's a nice frame. The Brooklyn Bridge, the empty street, old cobble brick road. Look at the old wood telephone pole on the left. Follow your eye up the pole and look at the fan churning in the window. Beautiful. Hey, check it out. On the left, in the window, in the red building. You see? That's my friend David. You can see him working on a sculpture. Through these tours, you get an insider's perspective on what they love about the city. And oftentimes, those things that they love are overlooked, not so noticeable, and sometimes completely unknown. When people stop questioning, then they end up to listen. And then when they're listening, there's, you know, there's always beautiful encounter, I think, and, and moments of, of people really, really surrounding to the sound and, and, and swimming it, you know? Soundwalk Collective does more than just these tours, though. Since Stefan and his team are so audio-driven, they try to paint as many pictures with sound as they can. So oftentimes, they get themselves lost on purpose just to gather those sounds and create sonic perceptions of being lost with them. What I think interests me more than anything is the traveling. Uh, I love to, to, to venture. 
And I think what I really love to find is a narrative, a sound narrative to a landscape. I think it's really beautiful, this idea that there's always a sleeping sound, that sound is sleeping, or like layers, or like, you know, they, 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 they're existing, they're here, but you need some kind of device, or you need a special ear, or you need some special presence to read or to be able to listen, to hear the sound that the landscape is giving to you. Stefan and his team have been all around the world trying to capture the sounds of landscapes and evoke the same feelings that they experienced. What you're hearing are the sounds captured from a 40-mile trip around the Mediterranean Sea. Among other sounds, they captured over 1,500 hours of fishermen's radio conversations, passing yachts on the coast, and Morse code communications. It's called Ulysses Syndrome. So we have on the boat maybe six to seven scanners, and those scanners are basically scanning sound from anybody who's communicating on the sea at the time and space we're passing by. So imagine the boat as a sponge, you know, and we're just absorbing any sound wave that is flying over the sea. Or like a fisherman, we're fishing sound all day long. And they even did a similar project with the Black Sea that they called Medea. It was the same process with those scanners that captured whatever they could. But this trip took two months, and ultimately they collected sounds from Turkey, Georgia, Russia, Crimea, Ukraine, Romania, and Bulgaria. So what happened is when all those scanners basically, um, you know, open and recording, we have all those unexpected uh, confrontation of different sound because one scanner is specialized, let's say, on recording only the fishermen. The other scanners is all about police radios. The other scanners is all about, let's say, you know, airplane. And so we, we basically all the scanners are dictated to record some frequencies. And so the beauty of what happened, for example, in those pieces is that those sound are confronting each other. And we, as I was saying earlier, get sometimes really beautiful moment of few voices that has nothing to do together are talking, but somehow they're making some kind of interesting discourse or some kind of piece of music suddenly showing up and in, you know, in one of the waveform or some kind of noise distortion. And so again, all those accidents are really creating the poetic journey of it. Soundwalk Collective has taken the traditional methods of giving a tour and made it more personal. You see a lot of people walking down a street with mp3 players and their music is up their heads are down in a way they're hiding behind those headphones blind to all of the experiences around them by taking a sound walk tour you're encouraged to interact with what's around you cut through courtyards and climb up staircases the tours are less historical and less about facts but more personal and about feeling they've made stories out of those city streets and although their Mediterranean and Black Sea soundscapes may not actually sound how you'd think a sea would, that's actually the point. They use the sounds of the boat and the water, but they've also combined them with the sounds they captured, which were unheard by the human ear. With these sounds, they've painted a picture of how the inaudible world of that sea sounded in that moment. It may not evoke the feeling of being on a ship with them for two months, but it does represent how the sea sounded over the course of those two months. You just wouldn't have been able to hear it. Whether the work that the Soundwalk Collective is doing will be remembered or not is not the issue. They just want to encourage you to listen more closely to what's around you. I don't know if it's really you should, again, or we should, or I should worry about what people will remember me or the work. I think 
as long as I can do the work and I can grow in this work is really what care for no, matter for me. Now, if people are able to have a sense, uh, a, a moment at least, huh? a moment of, of emotion, a moment of feeling the need of sitting and just listening and, and just a moment of feeling that they want to surrender, they don't, they, that they don't need to go anywhere, that there's no another one to see immediately after, then I think it's successful enough, you know, if <laughs> at least I can have people sitting for a few minutes, you know, and just forgetting about where they should go next. Find out more about Soundwalk Collective at our website, everythingsounds.org. There, we'll have a link to their website where you can find each of the tours as well as full versions of their soundscapes, Ulysses Syndrome and Medea. Craig and I have a lot of fun putting this show together for you each week. We've enjoyed the people we've met along the way and the stories we've been able to tell. But all of it doesn't come without a price. Every cent that we've put into the show has been our own. We've had no outside funding or advertising, so if you like what you hear, consider becoming an Everything Sounds audiophile. You can contribute on a one-time or a monthly basis, and you get access to bonus material and extras as they become available. You can learn more at our website, everythingsounds.org support. And thanks if you've already contributed. We appreciate all of your help and generosity. Until next time, thanks for listening to Everything Sounds. I'm George Drake Jr. And I'm Craig Shank. This has been Everything Sounds. Find out more about the podcast at everythingsounds.org. Connect with Everything Sounds on Facebook and also on Twitter.